Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 25, Oklahoma State. Follow me on Instagram, at Burning Springs. Email, unreasonabledoubtwv, at gmail.com. Facebook, type in Unreasonable Doubt. The podcast page will come up. Hit the blue thumb, like the page. Follow the podcast there. So West Virginia shoots over 50% for the game. Javon Carter scores 33 points. West Virginia scores 85 points. And guess what? West Virginia blows a second half lead and loses to Oklahoma State 88-85. to The basketball gods giveth at Oklahoma, and they taketh away today against Oklahoma State. West Virginia was out-rebounded today. Oklahoma State shot 36 free throws and made 30 of them. That's tied for the most attempts West Virginia has given up. The last time they gave up 36 was Oklahoma State, the first game. In Stillwater. 30 free throws made is the most uh, given up and made against West Virginia this year. And I got to say today, all of the fouls called against West Virginia were definitely fouls. Carter hit a shot to put West Virginia up six with three minutes and 40 seconds-ish left in the game. From that point on, Oklahoma State made six of their last eight shots. And the two they missed... One, they missed. West Virginia comes down. Carter, who was great, who was great in the game, got the ball stolen from him. And then in transition, they get a corner three. The other miss, West Virginia is up two late in the game. The ball comes off, bounces around multiple guys. Oklahoma State gets it. Passes it to the guy in the corner, and he makes the three, and Oklahoma State's up one, and end up winning the game. But West Virginia was still in it. They He made that shot. West Virginia was down one, 17 seconds left. Huggins calls timeout, you know, gets the the board out, hey, you know, calls up a play. And what do they do? Bolden comes down with the ball. Passes it to nobody. Shoots a contested three. Oklahoma State gets the rebound. Gets the dunk. Game over. Bolden, you've been great. Beetle Bolden. Welcome addition to the starting lineup. Trust you shooting threes. You're in the top half of the trust rankings. 
took another charge today. Defense is getting better. But, hey, man, last shot of the game, give it to the senior that scored 33, okay? Because I bet what Huggins drew up was not you dribbling and shooting a contested three. Pretty sure it involved getting the ball to Carter. Maybe even getting it to Ahmad inside, or Kanate inside. Contested three. That was some hero ball stuff. Appreciate you want to take the shot. Could have got a better shot. Um... And it's hard to be mad at West Virginia because the offense was there. We've been struggling with offense. They score 85 points. They shot over 50%. It's hard to get too mad, but they lose another close one. And they lose again at home. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts for the Oklahoma State game. The guy who made the last three-pointer killed us in the second half for Oklahoma State. The guy in the first half that killed us. There was something interesting going on with that guy. Uh, he had rec specs on, which it's always interesting to see guys with protective glasses on. It's used to be very common in the 80s and 90s. You think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, late Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You think Horace Grant, uh, Devin Williams for WVU. He was a proud wearer of the rec specs. So this guy had rec specs on. They're more, they were closer to the glasses form. But when he was going down the court, they showed his back, and he had what looked to be a rat tail. Now, for those of you who live in West Virginia, you are familiar with the rat tail. Uh, very small string of hair that goes down a gentleman's neck. It usually hangs out at the neck. It doesn't usually go lower. This apparent rat tail for the Oklahoma State player went all the way down to the numbers on his jersey. And so I was kind of excited to see somebody try to bring back the rat tail. But in fact, it was drawstrings for said rec specs. And so, of course, you know, a lot of lot of conflicting emotions when I'm watching that. I mean, for sure, don't have a drawstring that long because it's not a purse. It's a pair of glasses. But also disappointed that it was not <laughs> the longest rat tail in history. And also, I'm feeling bad because that guy is scoring a lot of points against WVU. So many emotions with that guy's rec specs. On the WVU side, first rough game in a while for Sacabacanate. He only scored eight points. He only shot five times. Now, both of those things happened because he was in foul trouble this game. So a lot of Logan Rout. Even Magic Bender came back into the fold. And didn't do much, but uh, and route didn't either. And West Virginia feels it when Kanate's not on the floor. It's like the other team gets very excited, like, "Hey, we can shoot close to the basket now." And I think that 
is one of the main reasons that Oklahoma State out-rebounded West Virginia is because of Kanate's limited minutes. So he was due for at least one rough game because he's been steady Eddie the last few games. I expect him to come back big against TCU in the next game. So where does this leave West Virginia? In conference, they're 7-5, and five, which is good for third place by themselves. One game behind Kansas, who is 8-4, got killed by Baylor today. And two games behind Texas Tech, who's leading the conference right now, 9-3. They beat up on Kansas State at Manhattan, Kansas. So the good news for West Virginia is they get to play both of those teams. And Texas Tech and Kansas have to play again. So still can catch up, in theory. And then the other four games, two at home against TCU and Iowa State, and the other two away at Baylor and at Texas. So West Virginia is 2-4 and four against the teams remaining on their schedule. So maybe they can redeem themselves and go 4-2? and two? I'd be happy with a split. I'd be happy if they win three and lose three and whatever that looks like. Because they've today they lost their third game at home, so they're not invincible at the Coliseum. And they've squeaked out some road wins in conference. So I'd be happy for a split and let's get to the tournaments. Because this regular season is driving me crazy. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for the Oklahoma State game. No emails. Once again, sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. I did get a call on Anchor. If you download the Anchor app and listen to the podcast that way, there is an option to call in. Only one person does that, Rick Groans. Here's Rick's call for this time. Hey, Josh, this is Rick. Um, good job on the podcast. I'm glad you you have come back from the uh, the depths of your um, your panic that you were in there a couple games ago when you were basically dismantling the West Virginia basketball team, also while telling us it might be time to panic, but you were in full-blown panic. Um, it seems that you've calmed down a little bit, and I was just hoping uh, you could tell us a little bit about the transition from that podcast to the one directly after where they finally did win a game uh what made you realize that you might have been you might have been hitting the panic button just a little bit too hard there uh so if you could talk about that i'd appreciate it and then also teddy allen what's going on with teddy allen uh i would like a your your uh, in-depth analysis on why we're not hearing much of him good job Thanks, as always, for the call-in, Rick. I'll answer your second question first. What's up with Teddy Allen? He's a freshman. I think that's as simple as it needs to be. With Huggins, you can only be so high up on the trust rankings if you're a freshman. And with Teddy, he's got Wesley Harris ahead of him in minutes. He's got Issa Ahmad ahead of him in minutes. And he's got Lamont West ahead of him in minutes. And those are guys, two of which who have been in the program two and three years, and one of those guys is a junior college guy who is better defensively than Teddy. 
And so Teddy gets a short leash. The best example was last year where Beetle Bolden was a freshman, and he had his moments throughout the course of the season where he showed flashes of offense. But he sat a lot because he was behind two seniors and two juniors who had been in the program two, three years. So that's all it is. When Huggins is trusted freshman, is because he's had to. He had to in 2009 when Truck Bryant and Kevin Jones and Devin Ebanks came into the program because they were high recruits. So I'm sure he told him in the recruiting process, you're going to play. And then 2015, Javon Carter and Daxter Miles came in as freshmen and started. And so outside of that, Huggins has you set. So I think that's the simple answer. To your first question, I feel like that's not a fair statement that I was panicking. I was laying out the arguments for panicking or not. But I I think I was clear that I was not going to panic but didn't fault people who wanted to panic. Matter of fact, let me play you exactly what I said in the Iowa State podcast. Okay, so here's the here's the argument for not panicking. West Virginia has a good coach. They have one of the best players in the country who who is still number 1 on the trust rankings. They are in the top half of the league after playing everybody once. They're 5-4. 22 games into the season, this is the first loss against a bad team. And it was on the road. And the team that West Virginia lost to tonight, Iowa State, they beat Texas Tech at home by 18. And Texas Tech is really good. So... The timing of it, where coming off that rough loss to Kentucky and where they're they've lost five of six. If this, if they were, if they had, a, if West Virginia had a few wins and then had this game, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as sour. Um, looking at the rest of the schedule, West Virginia has five games at home out of their last nine. If West Virginia wins those home games. They get to 21 wins. And they're an NCAA tournament team. And you get to play, (laughs) depending on the draw, you get to play teams who haven't seen you. And West Virginia's proven in the tournament that they can win a couple games with their style. And then you see what happens. And West Virginia... If they get the 21 wins, there'll be an underdog. There'll be talk about how they struggled late in the season. All you got to do is get into the NCAA tournament. And yeah, Huggins has lost the first game in his tenure. But he's also taken a team to the Final Four and plenty of Sweet 16s. So... You just got to have you just got to have a chance and with the right draw who knows what can happen 
And Issa Ahmad, he put him back in the starting lineup. As bad as he was defensively, he gave some offense. And so with Kanate and Carter and Ahmad, as he, if he can move up the trust rankings and get better defensively, and some of these other guys contribute better than what they have in this stretch, then you could see them winning their home games and maybe stealing a road game. So... That's the argument for not panicking. I'm not going to panic. Yet. It's still on the table. (laughs) It's game to game now. But panic, I don't blame you for panicking. I'm not there yet. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Hopefully more funny things to talk about next time. Uh, listen on the Anchor app, anchor.fm slash unreasonable doubt. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Google Play. If you do that, subscribe, rate, and review. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Those are nice things to do. The next game is Saturday, 4 p.m., ESPN2 against Kansas State. Kansas State, West Virginia beat them in Manhattan, Kansas. Kansas State plays really good defense and have improved since West Virginia defeated them earlier this season. So it's going to be a tough one. But it's at home. And it re- this is the telltale game. I, I said last time... This is when you can think about panicking. If West Virginia loses this game at home, then you start getting into worst-case scenarios that I talked about earlier. They're all on the table. But let's see what happens. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU is 16-6. and So there you have it, very clearly from the Iowa State podcast, me saying that I was not panicking. Now, to be fair, I spent the 10 minutes leading up to those statements talking about why a fan would panic, kicking off half of the team, and having a tone of which I sounded like I was panicking. Hey man, what can I say? The the podcast is called Unreasonable Doubt. Thank you for the call. That's it for this episode. Listen on Anchor, anchor.fm slash unreasonable doubt. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you go that route, subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, leave a review. Those are nice things to do. The next game for WVU is Monday, ESPN 2, 9 p.m. Home game against TCU. Lost the first game to TCU in Fort Worth, 82-73. So it'd be nice to get a split with TCU and also win games at home. We'll see what happens. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. WVU is 18-7. and seven.